Uh, we're going to spend some time remembering what God has done. Uh, we're going to celebrate what God is doing, and we're going to trust God with the future. And so the message today is going to be a little different. Um, if you are a regular attender, if you're a member here at OCC, you'll know we've been working through Luke's gospel this year, uh, pretty much section by section, verse by verse. Um, today is going to be more of a topical message as we celebrate 50 years uh, as, a, as a ministry here. So in the New Testament book of Ephesians, um, we're given what I think is a great example of what it looks like for the church to remember, uh, to celebrate, and to trust. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the Christians uh, who were living in Ephesus, and his purpose in writing the letter was to encourage, strengthen, and pray for them. Now, Ephesians can really be broken down into two parts. There's six chapters in Ephesians. Um, you can think of it in two parts. Uh, the first part being chapters one through three. That's really all about our identity, right? So our identity is the big key word there. Uh, that's who we are in Christ. Uh, the second half of Ephesians um, is chapters four through six. That's really all about our purpose, what we're called to do now that we're followers of Jesus. So you have our identity and our purpose. And Paul uh, chose to frame all of this uh, really with the past, present, and future work of Jesus. And he emphasized that what Jesus accomplished on the cross serves as the foundation for all of the present and future successes uh, that we would have as his body, the church. Our passage for today comes on the heels of Paul's introduction to these believers. And so we're going to spend some time in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 15 through 23. And I'd like to read this passage in its entirety, and then uh, we'll talk about the application for our lives today. But before we go any further, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I, uh, I'm just so grateful. I have a full heart today. Uh, seeing my brothers and sisters in Christ worshiping with them, hearing some of the stories this morning of uh, your faithfulness and all that you've done in the life of this body over the past 50 years. I'm encouraged today. I pray that, Lord, you would give us just a heart of, of gratitude and, and thanksgiving, as your word says, and um, that our praises would glorify you, would, would honor you. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would be our teacher this morning, that uh, your word is what people would take with them today. We thank you for, for Jesus. We thank you for new life in him. We pray in, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. Well, if you wouldn't mind, uh, if you're able, would you stand with me this morning as I read God's word aloud? Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 15 through 23. Paul wrote, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he's given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ 
and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. And may the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. Amen? You may be seated. If you're taking notes this morning, the first point is this. Uh, remember what God has done. Remember what God has done. Paul begins this section with verses 15 and 16, and he says, Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, so he's, he's pausing, he's remembering, he's thanking these people for their faithful obedience. He said, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. So Paul began Ephesians 1, if you were to go all the way back to the beginning, by talking about Jesus' work on the cross and how that work serves as the basis for everything the church would accomplish. He thinks back to how this group of believers had been living out their faith, specifically how they'd shown their love for God by loving his people everywhere. If you read Paul's other letters, he wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament. Uh, many of these letters begin by remembering what God had done for his people. These statements of remembrance. And this spiritual habit of remembering is not unique to Paul, though. We see this throughout God's word. And there's been some debate about this. I, I suppose because of the way Hebrew and Greek words are translated into English. Um, but our best guesstimate is that God calls his people to remember over 250 times throughout his word. Isn't that amazing? At least 250 times, God calls his people to remember. Among other things, we're told to remember God's promises, to build our lives on God's promises. We're to remember God's character and his nature, who he is. We're to remember God's faithfulness. We're to remember God's wrath. We're called to remember God's commands, to remember the Sabbath by keeping it holy. To remember how we're to love one another and remember the birth, the life, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's something that we do corporately and individually every week when we gather together. And the process of remembering the past, especially the work of God and the history of his people, can lead us to celebrate what he's doing in the present and trust him with the future. So these first few verses remind us that it's good for us to pause and remember the good work that's been done, the good things that God has done in and through his church here at OCC because of your love for God and because of your love for people. And so what are some things that we can remember today? I think it's appropriate that we stop and we pause for a minute. Well, what about God providing the land and the building that we use every week? We have one of the original photos this is before I was alive. <laughs> this, this, I think, is one of my favorite photos, though, that we have on the timeline out in the hallway. Just thinking for a moment. For those of you who were here during that time, you had no idea what God was going to do, but you had faith and you trusted, and you put that faith to work. That's pretty incredible. What about the hundreds of baptisms and the lives that have been changed over the years? God providing the resources needed to partner with other church ministries and, and missions around the world. I think about Bill and Lorene McClure moving to the area in 1978 to lead GBM. We've got a, a gem of a photo here. <laughs> this is pretty awesome. 
Think about the new education wing and the building remodel that took place in 2008 and 2009. A daycare ministry that has faithfully served families for 49 years, almost 50 years for our daycare ministry. The many ministry leaders who have served faithfully over the years in various ways, in various roles. I think about our partnership with Christian Harbor Youth Camp and the dozens of families who have attended over the years. This is the earliest photo that we could find. We think this is the first group that went to Christian Harbor. Isn't that amazing? Our partner with them has continued uh, to this year. You know, we sent 14 kids to camp this past year. We paid 100% of their way for every single one of them to go. Amen. I think about the good work that's been done and is being done through our online ministry. Even when people are sick, they're serving online. (laughs) Our Bag Buddies ministry and their partnership with our daycare. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's so many things that we can remember today. And so the question becomes, how do we continually remember all of the good things that God has done? And friends, it starts by giving God all the glory. It starts by giving God all the glory. We, we can't do anything of eternal value or significance without God's power, his provision, and his leading in our lives. I think about what Paul wrote in verse 19. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead. For those who've served in various roles in the past, you know, senior ministers who have served and, and now they've gone somewhere else, um, previous elders, ministry leaders, deacons, daycare directors. Um, you can write these people a letter, give them a phone call, send a, car, a card of encouragement expressing your thankfulness and your gratitude for their years of service and the legacy that they left behind. Uh, Paul McAllister is here with us in person today. Uh, he served as the interim pastor uh, for at least a year. And uh, Paul, we're so grateful for your service. You can also remember what God has done by sharing those things with, with other people, with your kids, your coworkers, your neighbors. You know, when it comes to the education wing and the remodels that have happened and are currently happening in the building, share that with, with people who are in your circle of influence. Let people know how excited we are to continue to reach families in our community and how grateful we are to have gathering spaces like this. When it comes to baptisms and an increase in our missions and giving, we can thank God for the lives that have been changed and for the substantial increase in generosity over the years. Remember, your generosity is part of what helps us achieve our mission to make more and better disciples. And so as a church, it's important that we take time to remember that we thank God for all that he's done. Amen? Well, number two, if you're taking notes, uh, we can celebrate what God is doing. Right now, we can celebrate what God is doing. Ephesians chapter 1, 17 and 18, Paul continued, he said, I I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight. These were things in the present, so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light, so that you can understand the confident hope He's given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. And so I see Paul shifting the focus here from remembering the past, remembering what God had done to celebrating the present, what God is doing. And he did this by reminding his audience that he constantly prayed for the season that they were in. 
He prayed for wisdom and for insight so that this group would continue to grow in their knowledge of God and the application of his word. He also prayed that their lives would overflow with the love of Jesus as they understood the hope that God had given them in Christ. And friends, this is the same hope that we have in Christ today. Amen? And this was a new and often challenging season for God's people. It's a new season in the life of this church as well. God has given our leaders a passion to help shepherd a church that loves Jesus and wants to help our community know how to live for him, how to serve him with their lives. I know that you have a shared vision for growth, numerical and spiritual, for more involvement as we engage our community with the the good news of the gospel, more participation by our younger families as they grow in their leadership roles in the church. And so today is absolutely a day to remember what God has done But friends, it's also a day to celebrate what God is doing. We can celebrate what God is doing. And so what what is God doing right now? Well, for starters, we are seeing spiritual and numerical growth. I'm hearing feedback about how you're growing as you study God's word and apply his word to your life alongside other believers in our Sunday school classes and our growth groups uh, through the sermon on Sunday morning. Uh, Just in the past few months, Uh, We've celebrated four baptisms and three new church members. And that makes 33 baptisms and 47 new church members over the past five years. Isn't that amazing? God is good. And so I'm curious this morning, how many of you uh, who are here, and if you're online, you can put a hands up emoji online or something, but how many of you have either been baptized uh, over the past five years or you joined the church over the past five years? If you would just raise your hand this morning. That's awesome. We can celebrate that. That's awesome. (laughs) Back when we were redoing our church website, uh, one of our members, Kim Weber, uh, she shared a powerful video testimony about how their family had grown and is growing uh, during their time here at OCC. And this video is available on our website, but I thought I'd share it with you this morning just in case you haven't seen it. Let's watch this together.
Amen. <laughs> and they have number five on the way, <laughs> so that's awesome. You know, my wife and I uh, have had the privilege of taking eight couples through uh, marriage counseling, and uh, I've officiated eight weddings, uh, nine if you count the Helms twice, twice if, if you know, you know, <laughs> but uh, Pat and Kim are included in that, that number. There have been nine babies born in the church over the past five years, uh, and three more on the way, and so we are always looking for more nursery workers, <laughs> if that's where God has called you to serve. But I look around and I see new relationships being built. Um, you're loving and you're serving one another well. There's also genuine excitement and anticipation in the church for how our ministries are growing and serving the Lord. There's, there's unity in the church based around our mission and our vision. Our children's and youth ministers uh, ministries, they're, they're being led by passionate adults who love Jesus and truly love the kids. In our daycare, I asked Stacy this week, I said, help me understand what's going on right now. <laughs> you know, help me understand. I, I have a, a limited view maybe you know, compared to, to Stacy and our, and our daycare workers, but what's going on? And she said, there's good camaraderie among the staff. There's a dedication to work hard. Our, our workers go above and beyond. Like it was mentioned this morning, uh, they probably should be paid a little bit more. <laughs> the quality of the care that the parents are receiving, they're happy about that. And so God's using our daycare ministry in an incredible way. And so there's a lot to celebrate when it comes to what God is doing. And I want to encourage you today to share some of those things with each other. Write them down. Talk about what God is doing. That brings us to the third point, And that is that we can trust God with the future. We can trust God with the future. Ephesians 1, 19 through 23 Paul wrote, I, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. In this last section, uh, Paul reminded his audience that everything is under Jesus' authority and the church is under Jesus' care. So we can trust God with the future because of who Jesus is, because he's alive, sitting at the right hand of the Father, and because our hope is in him. Now, there were many new believers in Ephesus who struggled and had real doubts about the future, and we know this because Paul made a point to remind them about the greatness of God, the power of God, the authority of God, the leadership of God, and the purpose that God has for his people. It's almost as if he was trying to provide that extra dose of, of encouragement because he knew there were people who were really struggling and needed the reminder. We should remember what God has done. We, we can celebrate what God is doing, but we can also trust God with the future. At Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. You know, trusting God is, is one of the primary themes that we see 
uh, throughout God's word, really from Genesis to Revelation, uh, the words faith, believe, and trust are seen over and over again. It's almost as if God wants us to get this. We don't know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now, let alone a year from now. But part of being a follower of Jesus means learning to trust God because he is trustworthy. We can trust God for protection, for provision, for strength and wisdom, and even with the future. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 8. You'll notice this is our memory verse for today. This verse is part of a story that's just awesome. It says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. So what's the context here? Well, Moses realized that he was getting too old to lead God's people effectively. He understood um, that he was about to die. And so he commissioned Joshua to take his place. And then he recorded God's laws in a permanent form for, for God's people. And then he taught the Israelites this special song that would remind them about the Lord. Also remind them about their shortcomings and how much they need God And really the truth that we see through this song is that our human nature is inclined to faithless disobedience, not faithful obedience. Let me say that again. Our our human nature is inclined to faithless disobedience. That's what comes naturally, not faithful obedience. And so we too need to remember through song, through scripture, through fellowship with other believers, through the Holy Spirit's leading and conviction in our lives that God is who he says he is, that he can be trusted because He's trustworthy. I believe this is a season where God wants to stretch us and remind us that he really is in control, that he really is trustworthy. As we trust God with the future, we're going to be praying God-sized prayers about new opportunities to serve and reach people for Jesus right here in our own community. And so I want to challenge and in encourage us to build our lives on the promises of God's word. We can trust God with the future because he is trustworthy. And so today is many things. Today is is a day to remember. Today is a day to celebrate. Today is a day to trust. Remember all that God has done by sharing stories Fill out those OCC memory cards. Share them with people. Talk about past wins in the church. Honor those who've gone before us. We can celebrate all that God is doing in much of the same ways. Let's decide as a church family, we're going to trust God with the future because of who he is. Because he is trustworthy. He has a plan and a purpose for his church. Amen? I believe that our best days are still ahead of us. That God loves to bless faithfulness and obedience and that he'll answer our prayers according to his will for spiritual and numerical growth. He's going to provide new opportunities for us to be kingdom workers for him. I think exciting times lie ahead. Would you agree? I'm convinced of that. I'm eager. I'm eager to go on this journey with you. I hope that you're eager and excited as well.